0: Hello, and welcome once again to another podcast episode of Two Men Talking. Those two men being Stanley and Fred, their discussions may make you laugh, may touch your heart, sometimes may even drive you a little crazy. One thing's for sure these two continue to talk, controversial conversations that never end. Hi there, I'm Jordan Rich. Today's topic is a broad one, social media. Let's begin with Stanley and his view on what social media is all about and its impact.
1: I don't really watch social media. It's not my thing. There are some positive aspects, and um, I've discussed this with Fred. I think among young people there are negative aspects. Such an enormous change in society, and social media is a very important part of it. So we could talk about 20 different avenues of approach here. People are lonely, they go on social media. I happen to think that people are bored, so they go on social media. My general impression is a negative. I think Edward R. Murrow said that uh, the whole television is going to become a wasteland. So, and I think to a great extent it's true. So I'm not a great advocate of social media.
0: Fred, your take overall. I think social media,
2: although it puts us into a global community, it also gives the ability to remain anonymous and make statements. We've evolved to a point where we've lost faith in a lot of our institutions, government, schools, authority, houses of worship. And that's been replaced by an individuality, which you can access Uh, in social media, and you're accessing it, and it takes you away from reality. Thoreau said most people live lives of quiet desperation, and I believe that. You go to social media, and you could leave that life of quiet desperation. I also believe that many people live lives of lies. They lie to themselves mostly, and then they lie uh, to the communities that they live and work in what we're not addressing, but what everyone is uh, dealing with now are decades of falsehoods and lies fostered now by social media.
1: There's been a breakdown in the norms of society. Things are much different. I don't want to give, I don't want to really be too negative about social media because society has other problems. And I think the biggest problem in society today is anger. Anger towards schools, towards government, towards worship, towards family. And people are angry. And as a result of being angry, there's a breakdown of how we conduct ourselves. So part of what Fred says is true. People turn to social media. Social media is not the problem. It's what is causing people to be angry. I'm angry about a lot of things that are taking place in society. And sometimes I I don't really look at social media. I watch old movies. Old movies make me feel good because they express old values that maybe I had years ago. So don't blame too much on social media. So what do they say social media does? It's um, distraction, bullying, rumor mongering. You have to fill up social media. So there are news broadcasters who give all kinds of stories and filling up time. Uh, and a lot of it is we know false is not true and generates anger. So, I mean, just walking the streets uh, to get here today, and I was angry. Maybe angry at seeing some poor people homeless, seeing some people who just landed from Venezuela, dirt on the street. So I'm not the only one gets angry. We just had an incident on the subway. Someone got angry, and there was a terrible incident. But anger is the cause of a lot of our problems. Don't blame social media. Social media is just a remedy that people look to to cure their anger. What do you think, Fred?
2: I go back to decades of people not facing reality. I go back to decades of people coming up with reasons which they claim attributes to the problems, giving people an excuse to not be responsible for their lives. Look at San Francisco as a city, one of the most magnificent cities in our country. Now, Take a look at San Francisco. How did it deteriorate into uh, the condition it's in now when it was the epicenter, ground zero for most of the American technological advancements? Explain that to me. So social media companies such as Meta argues, just like tobacco companies, that the science is not settled yet. That's a quote from Jonathan Haidt, a professor at NYU Stern School of Business. When you look at all the fake news, the propaganda, the ideologies and the messages that are propagated by Twitter, Facebook, and Google, which affect our our conversations, you really have to scratch your head and you have to say, well, how far from reality have we gotten using this tool? There's been a shift as a result of the pandemic from paradigms that existed for decades that were supported by our institutions, family, government, authority, houses of worship. And in its place are social media platforms and this individuality and a false sense of just providing a false sense of um,
1: what's possible. So people are listening to this podcast, and this podcast is part of social media. And then people listen, they say, look, at listen to these two guys. What do they know? Two guys talking? Do they know anything about life? Do they know anything about reality? And they listen to Taylor Swift sing. It makes them feel better than listening to us. So we talk about reality, uh, anger, faith. We're part of of the the social media, you and I. And are we doing any good? Don't ask me. So there's all kinds of interpretations of social media. And what you say is true. But I really think this is anger. People are angry at society. They turn to social media and social media isn't what it was. I mean, I think Facebook is the root of a lot of problems. TikTok is the root of a lot of problems. You know, I didn't grow up with this. I grew up with the radio. You know, radio was fantasy. You, you also grew up in a world where you didn't have access to
2: fantasy on a screen. The fantasy, well, yeah, you could go to the movies, you could buy Playboy magazine, or you could think about it. Now, fantasies are available to everyone uh, depending upon the uh, social media. A a tremendous amount of pornography is uh, available through social media venues. And someone told me that X percentage, an unusually high percentage of pornography is accessed on social media. TikTok, uh, there's a claim in an article, you gave me the article in New York Times, that said TikTok feeds teens a diet of darkness. And it talks about they create fictitious accounts for 13-year-olds where they're quickly inundated with videos about eating disorders, body image, self-harm, and suicide. So I go back to the statement that our institutions, where you had family and, and, and groups and collective uh, support for people, it's been eroded... And it hasn't been eroded in the last year or two years. It's, it's taken decades. But I, I even say, if you step back, it's also been eroded by a false sense of reality supported by people. You, you said at breakfast today, you would ask asked uh, that people in your building support a position for uh, your doorman to have summer clothing. You also said most people in your building go away for the summer. The further you're removed, From a concern, the less in touch you are with it. Now go back to San Francisco. San Francisco is one of the wealthiest cities in America. Ask yourself, why do they have the social problems that they have in the streets?
1: That has nothing to do with social media.
2: I think it has something. No, no, I think it has something to to
1: do. I want to ask you a question. You said there's an enormous amount of pornography on social media. Do you think that's bad? If there wasn't such a need for pornography, there wouldn't be such a demand for it. So in certain respects, pornography is not good. But in certain respects, pornography satisfies the need of so many people that you can't say it's all bad. You can't be dogmatic blaming social media for a lot of problems. It's true what you say about a lot of the problems. But that's not the root cause. Pornography is not the cause of uh, sexual deviancy. It fulfills, everything fulfills a purpose. And if there was no need for it, you wouldn't have it. So the question also is, what is our need? What's the need for social media? Do we need it in society? Obviously, they tell me, I'm not on Facebook. There's such a demand for people who have pages on Facebook. Everything that happens, they get up in the morning, they take a picture, they put it on Facebook. They have lunch, they put it on Facebook. There's this need, and Facebook satisfies the need. It's also what you say, it's destructive, but it satisfies the need. I believe half of what you hear is true. So half of what we hear about Facebook is true. And what your half is saying is true. But there's a good there's a good part. People are lonely. They need Facebook. People are troubled. They need they need to watch TikTok. So it's bad. It's good. I I can't condemn it entirely. Is it
2: healthy for a twelve or a fifteen year old boy to watch pornography?
1: Maybe. And I, then
2: he so he watches porn. Yeah. Well, well yeah, of course he knows. But it, and then is it healthy for him to go to a school social after he's seen something on the screen that's not obtainable? Is it healthy for a girl to follow Kim Kardashian? who's been surgically enhanced, does that give these children who were in their formative years a constructive sense
1: of reality? I think not. But you remember when you were 12 years old, you knew what a girl was and your, your friends all gave you instructions. You didn't need to watch pornography and that's how we grew up on the street. Okay, we didn't, maybe some pornography was available, but not at the extent today. But you grew up without it, and you functioned very well, okay? You knew what a girl was, she knew what a boy was, and eventually, as you grew up, you got together. You didn't need pornography. I think pornography gives you um, anticipation and expectation that maybe is obtainable, maybe it's not obtainable. But you don't need pornography to function. What do you think, Jordan?
0: I was just (laughs) – there's a lot to (laughs) digest here, boys. I was just about to ask a question that's uh, on a grander scale, and that is with tobacco companies – and, Fred, you mentioned this – there's been a lot of public outcry about the power of them to influence people, to hook people. And we all know that uh, social media for many is addictive. Just look at all the time we spent looking at our phones. So is it uh, incumbent upon society, government? I don't know what the authority should be. To keep tighter controls on the big tech giants who are running social media. What's your take on that, Fred?
2: No, I don't think government should get involved in that. I think it should be your family, should be your friends, should be the institutions. And I go to what I said earlier we've lost faith in our institutions, not recently, but this has been a decades old problem. Our institutions have lied to us, they've covered up reality. I like using, and people from San Francisco are going to hate me, but I like using San Francisco as an example. Let's talk about New York City. New York City has incredible problems that New York City is facing. They're facing those problems because decades ago, our leaders misinformed us. And I don't mean this to be, a, this is not a political comment. It's a social comment. And so now we're dealing with problems that are very difficult to correct. And then they get exacerbated by your ability to pick a name and use that name as your handle for social media and and give an opinion.
1: So Fred, government regulation of the tobacco industry has saved many, many, many lives. And many individuals who don't have the willpower or didn't to stop smoking, uh, government interference promoted that. But on the other hand, this is a capitalistic country and I myself believe in limited government interference. Today, I think government is trying to interfere. You read about with TikTok; they're trying to interfere. I think those companies have to be responsible. We have to ask them to be responsible. I feel very strongly about the nature of the society we live in. This is this is how we became a a thriving economic society because. The government did not interfere too much in our society. I'm not happy about the government interfering in social media. On the other hand, I want social media to be responsible, and that's not always the case.
0: We certainly covered a lot of ground today. Thank you, gentlemen. If you'd like to connect with Stanley and Fred to let them know what you think, it's very easy. Email them Stanley and Fred at twomentalking.com. That's Stanley and Fred at twomentalking.com. Two friends who have a lot to share and a lot to say to each other and to the world. Till next time, have a great day.